Hi, I'm Peter Hostrasser, and I'm here with my son, Hank Hostrasser. And we're going to talk about what? Cars. Father-son car chats. Podcast starts now. It's Fun Friday. Yeah. On what? Father-son car chats. Oh. What? This is a long week for you? Uh-huh. 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 All right, so we have an awesome car. It is the one car that Henry did not know about until yeah. I brought it up. Yeah. So we're going to be covering the 1971, actually we can do the third generation through 73, but the 71 was the first year of the Buick Riviera. And we can even look at the GS because it was it's just a, just a car, man. This, this was a... This was the classic late 60s, early 70s lines in the GM class of Buick cars. Um, and it was very, very, very cool. So um, this bad boy was, um, the original first generations of this car came out way back in the early 60s, 63. And um, Riviera actually is Latin for coastline so mm -hmm. the yeah. the curves on this car um were very very cool <clears throat> so tell me what you know now because you did a little bit of research on this car hank um well it has a 7.5 liter v8 in it which is huge it is a ginormous v8 it's a huge um huge engine mm -hmm. it's got a three-speed automatic mm -hmm. um and it actually has a limited slip differential. Yes. Which is um, the rear axle. Uh, usually on a normal car, you can spin one of the rear wheels mm -hmm. and the other one can stand still and not spin. Yeah. But on these with the limited slip, um, usually both of them will spin. Posse traction. Mm -hmm. Is that what they used to call it? Uh, the max track. Oh. Well, I think we still do it different. So this car had a ginormous engine however in the 70s they started hitting everybody with the epa emissions and it dropped that power to 255 horsepower to 265 horsepower uh in the gs or the grand sport model mm -hmm. um that's a big engine to have that little of horsepower yeah um and they just dropped the compression ratio. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to make an engine not have as much horsepower. Uh, but I think the V8 was still... Um, they could have easily put a smaller V6 or even an inline 6 in there. Yeah, but that hood but, is yeah, ginormous. The hood, and I think just having a V6 is like... It's a sales point on its own. It's mm -hmm. like, or having a V8. So um, this was the uh, two-door... It was a two-door, it was never a four-door, um, in the third generation anyway. And they did some crazy cool stuff with the back of this car. They called it like a boat back yeah, or a sweep spear or uh, a couple of different different names for this because it came to a point. And then actually on the earlier models, the, the bumper was inverted. So mm -hmm. it looked like this thing was just like flowing right yeah. like it was it was flowing down the road 
Um, and the newer mod, like the newer things that people have done with these, um, have tricked them out. There's some pretty, pretty cool versions of this car, uh, out there where people have tricked them out. Um, but a lot of people will like keep them the same. They have the old school hubcaps on them, even like the generic version of this car without any sort of canvas top or, or anything like that. It's just, it's just a work of art. Yeah. Um, it is really beautiful and that's kind of a shame that they didn't drop a, like a small block Chevy into it yeah. um, and made like a sport. Like, I mean, I know they made the grand sport, but even that wasn't very sporty. They could have easily right. put a four speed manual in a, like a more powerful engine. I bet, you know, because there's so much room in this car and there's so much stuff that you can do with it. Um, you could likely probably get away with doing something like that, but it does. The back reminds me of, like it. It is like the Batmobile yeah, a little bit, right? It. it looks like the Batmobile. So um, you can look at the. We were looking at a custom out one where the lines are all just decked out black with big chrome rims on it. Um, that back window though is huge and I'm guessing that back window because it's a wraparound glass That's got to be expensive as all heck now. Oh, yeah um, You know, they, they just basically made carts uh, parts to fit on this car um, I never really saw that many of these. I mean the Eldorado um, the Oldsmobile were, were the bigger ones um, mm -hmm. the Buicks though were just it was just kind of the the younger hip car back then and and, and yeah GM had so many brands they had the Oldsmobile they had Chevy they had Buick they had Cadillac and yep because of that Pontiac were, Pontiac mm -hmm. so because of that there were a lot of um sort of muscly uh older coupes that yeah. were out so it was kind of hard for a car especially like this that was just kind of like a mediocre kind of cruiser almost mm -hmm. um, to kind of stand out among the pack. It just looks though, even sitting there, even in its original, it looks like it's moving, like it's moving yeah. forward. And it's like, for some reason, just the way they did the back on this thing, um, how it just slopes down and it's done, you know, yeah. like it just looks like it's actually moving while it's sitting there. So uh, very, very cool car. Um, I don't think, you know, um, Buick, when they, they went back into the uh, fourth generation and the fifth generation, the fifth generation Audi's got boxy when we went yeah. to late 70s. And looks then, like a Cadillac. Yeah, the sixth generation literally does look like, and it went to uh, 85, and then even into a seventh generation, I remember that car, uh, and an eighth generation when it got rounded. Yeah. Um, and then there was a concept that actually, um, I think they still make that Riviera now. Do they make the... No. No, the 2013 got crazy, like rounded and everything. But the car has a history, though, of kind of breaking design barriers, right? Like it's, it's different. Um, Definitely, yeah. The sixth generation and the fifth generation, not so much, but... Um, I think the the third generation was the first one to get pretty wild with it. You know, the yeah. the second generation is still pretty cool, um, interesting. First generation obviously was your straight '60s kind of two door coupe, but then they just put that tail on it on the on the '71. 
So, okay, so this bad boy has a 0 to 60 time in 8.1 seconds, but that doesn't tell us the 0 to 60 rating. No. So guess what time it is? Uh, rating time? <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, I'm guessing this thing didn't have a catalytic converter on it. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Ran on... Um, leaded gas. We had leaded <laughs> gas back in the day. That's mm -hmm. why I'm so weird. Yeah. Grandma would put the windows down. I'd sniff in leaded gas. <laughs> yeah. So That explains a lot. That was a joke, but okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, this, this, is a, uh, this is a big, big Buick. Uh, very, very cool. Very um, sleek with the lines. Tell me a little bit about uh, what you would rate this 0 to 60. Go. Uh, 52. 52. 52. Why are you going to uh, rate it there? Um, I just think it could have been, it, it's a great design, um, it, it looks really nice, but I just think it was a little bit late, if it was maybe a few years older, if it came a few years earlier, it definitely would have had a sportier package with a four-speed manual and a more powerful engine. I just think it could have, like, it def the design and the overall mm -hmm. beauty of the car would have definitely benefited from more power and maybe a sportier look and feel. They were probably trying to mess around with some sort of two-door coupe that was cool and classy at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they did it. Um, you know, um, the older Rivieras, I don't know, uh, the newer ones anyway. Um, not really into them. And I'm not a big Buick guy, but this car is is a classic. And if I saw this thing rolling on the street, I would I would turn my head. It's yeah. that, and I'm guessing it's, you know some of, like like we said, you know, looking at some of these. If you ever look these up, um, some of the the custom jobs that people do on them. I mean, this car is they can make this car look completely badass. Yeah, and that it kind of supports the argument that the '70s oil. Uh, shortage kind of mm -hmm. led to the kind of downfall of GM. I mean, mm -hmm. after the 70s and the 80s, you really didn't see any of these cars, and it took a while for the Camaro to resurface and mm -hmm. the Corvette to kind of get into back into its groove. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when you look at cars across the board from GM during this time, mm -hmm. it, they're, they're just so beautiful. Like you get the Corvette and the Camaro, the 69 Camaros amazing yeah um, just all these really beautiful cars 1971 buick riviera <clears throat> we'll talk about the gs boat tail they call it um 53 that we're at 52 52 all right well that's it for our fun friday on father son car chats yo uh don't forget to check out our facebook page at Father Son Car Chats. Yeah, you can keep saying it. Yeah. So, and, then, uh, and our uh, our Instagram, which is Father Son Car Chats. Yeah, see, you're pretty good at this. Yeah. All right, awesome, awesome. And the best podcast out there on cars is Father Son Car Chats. There we go, sweet. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Keep the pedal to the metal. See ya. <laughs>